Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Byword Show. I'm so glad you're here today. And you guys, I am like so excited to share today's guest with you because not only is she amazing, but she's one of my real life closest friends. And I'm just really excited because I've never... I guess, well, first of all, let me introduce her. It's Holly Gilbalt. You may know her on Instagram as The Natural Nurse. And she talks all about like non-toxic swaps, healthy living. She's got kids. And it's just been so cool to learn from her and watch her own journey. And um, I'm excited to hear about it today because I was thinking, I don't know if I've actually ever sat down with you and like asked you all of these questions before. So like, this is all going to be new for me too. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. When I was thinking about this, I was like, I don't feel like I've actually ever talked about this with my friends because you don't like normally sit down and just like, okay, here's my whole story. So right. I think it's really fun. Yeah. Okay. So for those who don't know you, will you just kind of introduce yourself a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes. Okay. So I'm Holly. Um, I've been married for about eight years and we live in Fort Worth. We have two daughters. Everly is four. Ayla is one. And we have our first little boy on the way in a few months. I went to nursing school right out of high school, um, and then I worked for a few years in the hospital before deciding to just stay home and be a mom, um, and then I recently graduated as a family nurse practitioner after going back to school for that, but right now I'm just in a season of stay-at-home wife life, mom life, um, and then I do love educating and sharing, like you said, on Instagram as like a little side outlet. Yeah, so... I'm curious because, again, I don't think I've ever flat out asked you before, what got you interested in this whole world of health and wellness and then also like the non-toxic, like cleaner living side of things as well? Yeah, it's a journey. So buckle up for a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honestly, it started when I was about 10 years old. I was just having like an increase in stomach issues and just really not feeling too great. I was always fatigued and sluggish like as a kid when you're supposed to be full of energy. So my mom took me to a functional medicine doctor and he recommended like, maybe you just avoid gluten. Like he did some tests and it was like the late nineties, early two thousands. Like nobody knows what gluten is and there's no resources to help a mom of a 10 year old to know how do we eat gluten free? And I'm right. the of four kids. So like there just wasn't a lot of wiggle room to be having a special diet and things like that. So we did it for a little while here and there. Like I remember eating gluten-free waffles, you know, but it wasn't like a full hundred percent. We're going all in. Um, so it kind of dwindled away and fast forward to high school and like my sluggishness, my, I was just puffy all the time. My fatigue, my joint pain, it all just escalated. Um, my siblings used to call me a sloth because I just laid on the couch and was sleeping <laughs> nonstop. Um, just not really normal things, but everybody just knew like, that's oh, just Holly. She's always tired or she's always <laughs> running to the bathroom or something like that. Teachers um, <laughs> were calling home and they were saying, you should probably maybe get your daughter tested for mono. Like she cannot stay awake in class. Like, does she just not have a drive for school? Like all these things that I'm like, no, of course I do. But I just like, I felt like I couldn't help it. Um, so then in 2011, I get to college and I basically just fall apart. Every symptom I had ever felt just continued to escalate over the years. But now I'm to the point where I can barely eat a meal before I'm like booking it to the bathroom. I couldn't make it to class. I just like, I, the fatigue, the joint pain, everything was just like escalating. I was having random hives, just the most random symptoms. Um, so I went to just like a regular family practice for like, I just needed answers. I was so desperate for help. 
Um, and I was told that my symptoms were either like, well, you're depressed, maybe. Are you sure you're not pregnant? Or like, well, you know, you're a college student. You probably just have like a really poor student's diet. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, you're telling me my <laughs> symptoms of running to the bathroom or feeling fatigued, like where I can't help it is because I'm depressed. Like, I didn't even pass the questionnaire. Like, I just knew there was something else going on. Um, so I was infuriated. I left. I called my mom. And she was like, remember years ago, that doctor that said you should avoid gluten? She's like, what if you just try that again? So the mm. very next day, I didn't eat it for breakfast and lunch. And I was literally a new human by that afternoon. I felt like my brain wow. had lifted. I didn't feel sick. I had energy. Um, and it was just a huge breaking point in my life for my family to like witness me like come alive almost. Um so then we fast forward to 2015. I'm a brand new newlywed. I'm just starting my career as a nurse. Um, and then it all hits me again. But this time, not so much like the stomach issues because I had been like eating really strict gluten-free, but I always described it as I felt like a 90-year-old lady trapped in like a 22-year-old's body. I had like, and I had like a wave of kind of new symptoms of my feet would be like severely ice cold. Um, I had dry hmm. skin, like specifically on my eyelids, just like random stuff, joint pain that made me feel like a 90 year old lady, zero libido, skin breakouts, terrible periods. Um, and if I wasn't at work, I was on the couch because it just took too much effort to like get up again. So I ended up finding like an integrative functional medicine practice in Dallas and they ran all kinds of tests. They discovered like different gut bacteria that I was you know, dealing with um, something called leaky gut. And ultimately, like the best thing that came out of that was that they ran a test for hypothyroid called Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune version of hypothyroid where your thyroid literally creates antibodies to attack itself. So it's an autoimmune condition, um, but it takes one specific test to have that pop up. So for all those years, since I was 10, all those symptoms were Hashimoto symptoms, but just no one had ever run the test. So the wow. only two ways to heal from Hashimoto's and kind of like keep your symptoms at bay was eating a strict gluten-free diet, which I had already been doing for years, and then trying to limit toxins in your environment um, that would impact your endocrine system and kind of like fight your thyroid as it's already fighting itself. So that was kind of like my journey. And then oddly enough, at this exact same time, right as Nathan move in together after marriage, he gets this really annoying chronic cough. If anybody knew Nathan during this time, you were like, Stay away. there's got to be something wrong with you. Like, there's no way that's allergies. Um, so he went out to find some answers. And sure enough, he found out he has a really strong sensitivity to fragrances. So literally all the eyes in the room looked at me like, well, you're the candle hoarder, the perfume user, like it's you. He didn't have this cough before he lived with you. So that was kind of like also the turning point of like, okay, maybe I should really look into what this whole toxic world is and how we can listen that in our home. So that kind of is the journey that got me to where we are today. That is so wild. Because I've talked to so many other women and I, I know like you've, I'm sure you've had conversations with other people about this too, but how, when we were younger, we had all these symptoms. Like I had weird cycles and period pain and all this other thyroid stuff going on, but nobody was having the conversation about like 
underlying factors, what's actually going on in your gut, what's in your environment. And so it's crazy now as an adult to be having conversations with all these other women who are like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like I've just felt bad forever. And now we're finally learning like, oh my goodness, there's all these things that have been affecting us. And we didn't even realize it until the symptoms start manifesting and they get debilitating like you had. But I know when I was a kid, I had uh, severe gut issues as well. And partly due to my eating disorders, just kind of rehabbing from that and recovering. But I literally had a doctor tell me I, I had come into the ER and I was just in so much pain, like couldn't stand up. I was just, oh my gosh, so uncomfortable. I'll never forget it. And the doctor was like, sorry, you're just going to have to live with that pain. Like there's nothing we can do about it. Try to manage your diet, like try to get some exercise, rest if you need to. And I was like, there's something going on. (laughs) And so it's amazing that you are now able to use your story. And even with Nathan, that's so funny. I never knew about that (laughs) with like fragrances, but something as simple as that can be affecting us. So for those who maybe this is a new topic or they've never really thought about how kind of the environmental factors or even like the things that we're eating, consuming, bringing into our home, like all the toxins and stuff that you mentioned, could you give kind of the breakdown of what those things are, the dangers of them, like what to look out for and and kind of like how they affect us? Yeah. So like the good and the bad news is there's literally toxins everywhere and it's pretty much <laughs> impossible to know them all and even avoid them all. So like for years, like kind of how you mentioned about the food, we've heard about like eating organic or non-GMO foods, um, which is all really like great and just as important. But I feel like what isn't talked about enough is that our skin is our body's largest organ and anything we put on it, it immediately gets absorbed into our bloodstream, whether it's good, bad, mm. or So our body was actually designed to have its own filtration system, but with today's world and environment, there's so many toxins that our body ends up just being overloaded and overburdened. And it kind of just raises this little white flag of surrender of like, help, like we're overloaded. Um, And that's when those symptoms that are kind of how you described, like common, but definitely not normal and kind of get dismissed a lot of the times. That's where a lot of those symptoms can come from. So when knowing kind of like what to avoid, you definitely want to just listen to your body. Like first and foremost, if you have a negative reaction to something you're using, stop using it right away. (laughs) But if you don't have a specific pinpoint reaction, which I feel like a lot of us is kind of how we are, um, I would try to look for specific ingredients. That's kind of like how I started Um, things like fragrances, parabens, phthalates, formaldehyde, certain sulfates, things like names that we've probably all heard of or we'll see on a bottle like free of parabens or something. Um, But they really don't have any positive effect, like specifically on our endocrine system. And as women, we need our endocrine system to work for our hormones and our thyroid, because I mean, that's from anything from our metabolism to our moods and so much in between. So it's like extremely important for us to have that working well. And then if that sounds like super overwhelming, the app that I used when I kind of got started with all of that, it's called Think Dirty. And I still occasionally use it to make sure I'm not being greenwashed. It's And greenwashing, if you're not familiar with that term, is just when companies will label their bottle on the front so pretty and so pure and so whatever they want you to think that it is. 
But then when you flip it over and read the ingredients, there's so much hidden stuff in there that they might have even said it was free of on the front. So I used to get tricked into that all the time. So using the Think Dirty app, it allows me to scan an item really quick and then it'll pull up all of the ingredients that are in that product. Um, and then you can go into each ingredient actually, and it'll break down like what it is, health implications, potential side effects. And if it lists anything um, that says like sensitization, which could mean like fertility issues or hormonal, cancerous or thyroid health, like anything of that or the above, it's typically a hard no for me. Um, but you just want to be careful if you are using that app or the EWG, they're great resources. But unfortunately, companies have kind of bought in. So do not go by the rating because you can log into like EWG and see that Lysol has a really great rating. And I don't think you need much knowledge to know that Lysol is probably not the safest product to be spraying <laughs> at your home. So that's just a great way um, to kind of start that direction in that path is using little resources like that. Yeah, I I have used that app before and I love it. I think that's such a good tip for somebody who may want to start just like even scanning things around your house to kind of get a feel for what's actually in our products. Like when you're listing those off and you said formaldehyde, I'm like, what? The, the fact that we would even have to, like the fact that that's not common knowledge is that they're putting those kinds of things, carcinogens, extremely harmful things to our body, even our kids' products. It blows my mind. I'm like, what? Nobody's telling us about this. And we're just like using these products because it says clean or natural or it's just crazy. So when I'm, when I started becoming aware of this and like, y'all, let me just say, I'm not perfect. Okay. I love candles. I try to choose cleaner options. Still. I do use like random things around my house that are not perfect, but when making the swap, it can feel overwhelming. And so I feel like what you've done a great job of doing is making it really practical and simple because what you're teaching is not okay. So there's toxins and everything. So you need to go through your house right now and throw away everything that's possibly bad that could hurt you or that's toxic. You make it very simple and you explain why. And it's like the way you teach people to swap is very manageable to where it's not overwhelming because you've talked about this before as well. Like the stress and overwhelm that comes from feeling like, oh my gosh, everything around me has chemicals. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get cancer. I'm going to die from all these things that I'm eating or using. Like that kind of stress is toxic in and of itself. So how do you take out the overwhelm as you start the swap process to cleaner and healthier products? Yeah, no, that is so true. And I think even just as a single income family pretty much right now, like it is just not feasible in 2023 to just be like, Yep, let me throw out all this stuff I bought <laughs> it in one shopping spree. Like, that's just not right, you know. Um, but I do think there's this shift of people that have really good intentions on the internet. Like, I love using Instagram as a search engine, and I do learn so much from it. But there is this shift of people that went from like just trying to do a little bit better, like, when you know better, you do better, to suddenly I feel like shaming you if you're only like partly mm. or. Um, just like kind of mindful of ingredients, but I just think I probably was honestly at that mindset at one point too, when I was healing with Hashimoto's and I didn't realize how toxic I probably was being for myself and for others around me. Because when you are in that moment of healing with Hashimoto's, like 
I would do anything to feel better again. And I did. I literally cut out everything. But then I slowly realized like, okay, I'm starting to feel better. Like, I think I could have some balance. Like, then you're like, your mental health comes in. And it's like, well, if I'm out with friends, like, is it really, am I going, like, you just start to know, am I going to feel terrible if I eat this or if I put this around my body, whatever it is. And you just start to know your body a little bit more. So I definitely have incorporated a lot of balance over the years. Um, and I think it's just important to note that everyone is at a different chapter of their journey too, and even have a different why behind wanting to find safer foods and products um, and just to have grace for everybody instead of it becoming this all or nothing thing, because I can become an all or nothing kind of girl and it just never really goes well either way. Cause then it's, too much or then it's nothing. And I just think there's this really sweet middle ground that a lot of people don't talk about. So I think with that being said, like I like to look at things that have, or look at them as like a good, a better and a best option. So I think like I said, I used to probably always lean towards like that best option possible, but budget, third kid on the way, balance, already having two little girls, like I think I'm finding peace with sometimes just being okay with like that good option and not the best option um, and not feeling guilt over that. And we each know what is best for our family. And if the best option or even the better option is just not an option for us, then choose the good and know that that's still so much better than the other terrible option that's on the shelf that probably hasn't been reformulated in like 10 years and has just been there sitting there forever. So I think there's just so many factors to like how to handle that toxic environment of toxins becoming toxic themselves. So that's huge because I'm one of those people as well. I'm like, we're going in a hundred percent or we're not doing anything at all. And it's just sometimes like the stress of that is not even worth it. It's like, you might as well not put the pressure on yourself if it's just going to cause you that much more overwhelm and anxiety. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And I think that idea of the good, the better, the best like that is such a good way to look at it because what you mentioned um, about budget, like I feel like that's a huge one that I hear all the time. People talking about is like, okay, well, if I had all the money in the world, like I'd eat cleaner or I'd buy the more expensive clean product. And that's like really what holds a lot of people back. But then also living in a house with other people. Like if you have a roommate, a spouse, kids, like there's a lot of people that you're making decisions for. And so when people come to you with those hesitations where it's like, I want to start making these swaps, but like my roommate, my husband, my kids, like how do I get them on board? Like, what do you, what do you say to those kinds of hesitations? Yeah. Those hesitations are so real. I mean, like every time I would say like, okay, Nathan, we're going to swap this out. He's like, well, how much is it going to cost? So I think first, like for <laughs> what we did was we, unless it like I said, it's something that is causing an immediate reaction. Like, do not put yourself through that. Like you put something on your body, you break out in the highest. It's probably best to just throw that in the trash. All right. <laughs> if it's something that you feel like, um, you can just finish out the bottle with or finish the snack, whatever it may be. And then when you go back to the store next time, then you find that better option. So like, for example, we had trash bags like from Costco. So, you know, they're going to just last for infinity and beyond, but they have <laughs> fragrance on them. And every time we like, you know, got the trash bag out and we smelled that fragrance, it was like, we just need to throw these away and go get new ones. He's like, we'll get new ones when we run out of these. And I was like, okay, that's doable. So I think everything has a cost and, it makes zero sense to me how less ingredients actually cost more these days, but that's a story mm -hmm. for another time. 
but basically everything is going to cost us something, right? So whether now or in the future, and what we've decided is there are certain things that we're going to pay for now versus our health in the future. So like, for example, with my history of Hashimoto's and a very strong gluten intolerance, um, I know that my other three siblings also have the same symptoms and the same things and the same struggles. So it's highly likely that that genetic gene was passed on to my children. So like us having gluten-free snacks versus non-gluten-free snacks in the house, like that is something that we weigh, like that is a good cost for us to pay right now so that my children don't get to college like I did. And we're like, what the heck? I feel so bad. Like, and you knew this all along. It's like, well, we can kind of maybe get ahead of the game there with like taking that transition. But unfortunately, autoimmune issues and like hormone issues, I feel like they're just on the rise um, because of all these ingredients that have been added into our products. And I feel like companies are realizing that the consumers are really valuing quality ingredients or just better options for the sake of our health. Um, so there's so many different brands out there now that things that I probably don't even know about, like I know I don't know about them because they are just popping up left and right. And there's, they're really great options. Like every time I'm logging into Instagram or at the store, I'm like, oh, well, there's another really good option for this. Um, so you yeah. can even find safer things at like Walmart and Target that was impossible years ago to find. So for budgeting though, I do like to buy like concentrates when I can, because they're just obviously mm. very concentrated and will last a lot longer. So like, for example, Young Living makes my favorite cleaner, Thieves, the Thieves line. Um, it's a concentrate. So I just mix a little bit with water and it'll last a really long time around our home. It's safe, effective for the whole family. I don't have to worry about that. Um, and I know that that one bottle will last me a really long time. So it may be a little bit more of a cost up front, but overall I'm not buying like a $5 cleaner every single month or whatever cleaner you used to be using. And then another way I like to do budgeting a little bit more is like through DIY stuff. So if I can, like I said, make my own concentrates or even use essential oils to make a room spray, or I love adding them to dry wool dryer balls in our dryer instead of buying um, like, you know, toxic free dryer sheets. That's just another easy way I can DIY something and then use that oil for like multiple different purposes around the So I would say just stock my Instagram highlights. Like there's so many <laughs> random safer alternatives I have found over the year that are budget friendly or that you can even just find at your, like your local store. And then you can always DM me or like people will send me things all the time. Like you just tell me real quick if this is a clean option and I will do my best to help you if <laughs> you know, you have questions on that, but I would say head there because there's so many random things I've shared over the years. Yeah, definitely. And you guys definitely should, because that's what I do. I'm like, okay, what is Holly posting? What does she give her kids? What products does she use? And so I'm sure you do get a ton of questions about that. Like what brands should I avoid? What brands are the best for starting out transitioning? Like, are there some tips or like staple items or brands that you recommend like across the board for somebody who's wanting to start the process slowly of switching to cleaner options? Yeah, I would say, I mean, like I said, there's so many brands that really do offer clean options. So I would say find what works for your family and for your budget. I would probably start with like, what are you using every single day? So like if you, like for me, I know I'm cleaning our house and cleaning our house forever and ever. It just, it never <laughs> so for me, cleaning products was just a really easy switch to make because it's something that I'm actually consuming every single day. And then I was running out of faster. So I would start there. Look at what you're using every single day. 
And I mean, there's so many, like you can even go to Walmart. Like now they sell Pipette is a brand I'm thinking of off the top of my head for baby skincare. And it's just so clean and affordable. And that's just an option that popped up within like the last year even. So I would just look at what you're using every day. And then as it starts to, like your bottle starts to become empty, just start thinking ahead. And it does take a little bit of time and research because if you just show up at the store and you're like, okay, let me see, like you will very easily become greenwashed. I have fallen for it multiple times at that very pretty green aisle in Target. Um, There may be like one or two options down that aisle that is supposedly all natural and clean that is actually natural and clean. So definitely do your research before you head to the store though. That's really good. I think that's super smart. Instead of thinking like, oh my gosh, I need to get rid of every product in my home, just starting slow, starting small with what you use every day. Cause that's one thing for me. I remember, gosh, I've always had sensitive skin. And so when I started learning about this a couple of years ago, after, you know, years of dermatologists just saying, okay, take this, use this, get on birth control, whatever. I was like, there's gotta be something going on that's causing my skin to react. And so I was like, I just need to get all new skincare, like learning about all this clean skincare and all these brands and like cleaner ingredients and better, like, you know, all of that. And then I was like, wait a minute, these products were so expensive. I feel so sad, like throwing them away. But what you said even about your trash bags was like, can you use up? Obviously, if you're having a reaction, like maybe don't force yourself to push through if you're having all that. But like for me, I was like, okay, well, I have a couple of skincare things that aren't like the worst. I'll just finish up what I've got and then I'll replace it with something cleaner when I run out. And that to me eliminated so much stress and it allowed me to gradually shift rather than going into Sephora or shopping online and feeling like, okay, I need to get a whole new skincare set and spend a hundred dollars on cleaner options. It's like one at a time, I can spend a little bit of money investing in something better and then trial and error, seeing what works for me, seeing what I like, learning as I go, which I think makes it so much easier. And so I love that you brought that up. Um, because like for me, skincare is the thing I use the most. Y'all probably know that I'm a little bit obsessed. Um, but, but yeah, I think that's a really, really great insight. What was so interesting for me as I started tapping into this world is realizing it's not just cleaning products or food. There are, I mean, it's everything, right? Like it's in our makeup, it's in our skincare, it's in everything. And what I'm wondering, like, what were some of the most shocking things that you found in your journey of switching to cleaner living that you were like, I didn't even consider this in the beginning or things that you've learned now looking back that you're like, oh man, I had no idea back then. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so much, like I'm literally learning still so much every single day. Um, even like when you mentioned formaldehyde earlier, like now companies have gotten tricky and they're using a different name for it in the ingredient list. And I'm like, I don't even know the other names that they're using now. If they're not listing it as formaldehyde, what is it? Or even the biggest thing when I was becoming gluten-free, like learning there's again, so many sneaky names um, for gluten on an ingredient label. And I was getting sick and like, I have like a very strong sensitivity. So if I eat something, I know within the next five minutes, okay, yeah, I had some gluten by accident. So just learning that it unfortunately is a little bit more complicated than I would love for it to be because they are getting trickier and sneaking ingredients in. Um, And then, like I said, not being transparent enough on the label, but even to your point earlier, like overhauling everything is just so unfeasible, but like your body really will thank you. Even if you just make one switch, that one switch 
like there is evidence that shows that enough that can be enough to make a huge impact like later in life and like for years to come so yeah that's been the biggest thing for me probably is realizing like even if i just make one switch or even if i just cut out this one ingredient it really can still have like major health impacts for my life yeah so speaking of that i would love to know what is the biggest transformation you've seen in your own life or with Nate or the kids? Like what have you seen since transitioning to a cleaner lifestyle? Well, for me, my family actually has a mom and a wife that can stay awake (laughs) and function. Like I cannot imagine. I've always said that if I felt the way I did becoming and like in motherhood, I don't know how Mm -hmm. I would have functioned whatsoever. Um, for Nathan, he's no longer coughing all day long. So that's a really great <laughs> plus for everyone that comes across him. Um, and then for our kids, I feel like because they're still four and one, our goal right now with them is to still kind of teach them to not have this fear of certain ingredients or especially like a unhealthy relationship with food and ingredients there. Um, but trying to just have open conversations about how to fuel their bodies. So like, for example, we'll say things like, okay, what kind of protein do y'all want to eat? Or not y'all, because Ayla still wants to eat whatever we put in front of her. (laughs) What kind of protein do y'all want to eat for breakfast today so that you can run really fast on the playground at school? So we're not trying to like force them, like you need to sit at this table and eat your meat and vegetables because we're your mom and dad and that's the rule. Like that's going to create really unhealthy mindset around food and healthy foods one day as well when they're out of our home and can do whatever they want at that point. So I think we're just trying to create that awareness and education that like everybody can say like, okay, my tummy's really hurting or like she'll even notice like, yeah, I'm like, I'm crying and I don't know why, or she's just feeling extra emotional or she's falling asleep by noon. And then I can see this transition in her now of like kind of processing like, well, I didn't really have a good breakfast today or like, yeah, I just had a pancake. I didn't really eat anything with some substance, which I love pancakes, but kind of like <laughs> acknowledging in her own body of like, okay, I see what I ate and actually I don't feel good right now. So maybe tomorrow I'll choose a better option to fuel me more. So our goal with them is not to like have them feel trapped in our home or not being allowed to have certain things. Like they can have their Halloween candy or their school party candy. Um, but there's just certain things that we will not buy for our own home. So I think just trying to teach them what makes you feel good, even if it comes like down to skincare products as the girls get older too, and just having that open dialogue. Um, so hopefully we're instilling like really great health awareness versus a fear in them through this lifestyle. That's that's our goal. That is amazing because the fact that your four-year-old has the ability to think, oh, like maybe my body wasn't fueled the way it needed to be, or maybe I need to rest. You know, like the way that you are teaching her that is amazing because I certainly did not have that awareness when I was a kid. I was like, I don't feel good. I'm sad. Like I want a cookie, you know? And so it's amazing because the coolest thing about this, I think, and at least the way that you and Nathan have chosen to go about this with your family and your kids is it's not just a rigid black and white thing of like, this is good. This is bad because I feel like those are the thought patterns that end up at least for me, it ended up in my eating disorders or like, you know, toxic mindset even. And so it's really cool that you guys choose to do non-toxic and the healthier, cleaner option holistically, like not just in the things you eat or the products that you choose, but in the conversations you have in your home and the way you teach your children to care for their bodies. And so what, what advice do you have or like what practices do you do in your home to make it a 
a non-toxic environment, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually as well? Yeah, I actually love this question because we've just started implementing something that we feel like has just been at least weighing on my heart. And I just feel like this season of life and it's just with a bigger family growing and there's just more on the calendar than ever, which I'm sure you can attest to as well. And so what we've been trying to do the last few weekends, actually, we're very new at this, is to try and incorporate like a day of Sabbath on one day of the weekend, which is essentially just a day of rest. Like we're not doing like the full traditional Jewish Sabbath, but just kind of taking that word and applying it to how does that rest look like in our life. Um, I was just starting to feel like this everyday feeling of like, we're just on this spinning hamster wheel. And as a stay at home mom, every day can kind of look the same. And like I said, just cleaning all the time, there's always a mess and it's a beautiful mess, but there's just always something to be done at home. And I just felt this pull that like, what am I working towards? Like, yes, I'm discipling and I'm raising little kids and doing my best, but like, I know I'm going to get burnt out at some point. And this is a dream job that I'm living at home with them. Like, I don't want to get burnt out. So taking a Sabbath each or just like a day each weekend is just a way for us to like work hard all week. And then we look forward to that day of rest where I'm not going to vacuum. I mean, if there's a giant mess on the floor, we will clean it up. (laughs) I'm not going to just, if there's something that can wait until tomorrow, um, that's what we're going to do. So like we've done takeout, we'll use paper plates. We try to minimize the dishes. So like my goal is like, get the laundry done, get the dishes done, get all the week's tasks done so that we can rest on that weekend. And I have a friend that models this so well, and she's also in a season of little kids. And it is just incredible to see how this has blessed their family so much. So that's where I'm like, okay, this is, I think the convictions I've been feeling is just for us to slow down as a family. And it's also this idea of like, we spend our time on earth, like not earning our way into heaven through good works and how much we can accomplish and get done, but just by doing our best to live like Jesus and fulfill our job here on earth. Um, for that eternal rest in heaven. And I just love that picture of how it correlates to just a simple, intentional slowdown here on earth each weekend with our family. So we're still adjusting and seeing how to make it work for our family, but it's something that I think is now like tying in, like you said, there's the physical health and all of that, but that spiritual and emotional um, and just mental health is also very, very important. And I think the more I add to my plate in life, I'm realizing the importance of that more and more. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really beautiful picture because I think you're so right. It's what are we working for, right? Like what's the point of living healthy and making like all the perfect choices if at the end of the day, all we are is exhausted and drained and overwhelmed and stressed and like modeling that for our kids or, you know, it just overflows. And so I love the way that you are not only doing that for yourself because it seriously does make a huge huge difference because I am in a similar season of just feeling like I need to be so conscious of the energy I'm spending because I do want to be a present mom. I do want to be a present wife. I want to be there for my friends. I don't want to be so depleted and burnt out because I'm not taking care of my body or I'm not taking care of my mind in a way that sets me up to show up and and be like who God has called me to be. And so even something as simple as that, like, I mean, I know it's not necessarily simple. Like it's easier said than done to have an actual rest day on the weekend, but what an amazing practice. And so I love that you shared that, especially with little ones. I feel like that's such a good practice. So before we go, I would love to know, is there anything else that you would want to say to women who are listening and who are like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Like, 
I think I'd like to try this, or maybe they're feeling the stress, or maybe they're feeling overwhelmed by their symptoms of whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, I hope that whoever's listening can take away that. I hope it doesn't sound like I have this all like put together in this perfectly clean <laughs> lifestyle because I was so far from the truth. Like, I love a cold glass of sweet tea and I love <laughs> pepper on occasion because we live in Texas and it's everywhere. Um, and Nathan will buy hot Cheetos anytime I'm not with him to tell him put those back. <laughs> so we truly live with a lot of balance. And I like really mean that like we are not perfect over here by any means. Um, there is a saying that I can't remember who says it, but it's that our genetics load the gun and our environment pulls the trigger. And I love it so much because if you just take a look at your genetics from like older family members, um, we know that the choices that we make through our environment can heavily impact which genes essentially get turned on. So that's why I'm just so passionate about giving my kids a better start than I had. And hopefully they won't, like I said, end up sick later in life wondering what to do because we've just already instilled those practices. So just one small change in your diet or your household or your body care products can lead to major changes down the road. And that I think is like we said, so often just overlooked by a lot of advocates in this space. Um, but also just know that you are your biggest advocate. No one knows your body like you do. If you don't feel well and you keep getting told you're absolutely great, everything's fine, but you know that you don't feel fine, keep searching like you are not crazy. I've been there. I've literally been like told by doctors, like, I'm sure this is just not in your head. And it can feel so exhausting and like, Maybe it is in my head, like maybe everybody lives like this. Maybe this is just normal. Um, so even if you just find somebody on Instagram that can help you just through their journey that they're sharing, take some tips from them and then go find a provider that is willing to get in the trenches with you and get to the root cause and see where your symptoms are stemming from. Like, just don't give up. Um, my goal actually in the next few months is to release a guide that can help other women who are struggling with Hashimoto's how to like know what to do to start gluten-free or to start that non-toxic lifestyle or at least low toxic because a 15 minute window of being in a doctor's office and like, okay, yeah, your labs show you have Hashimoto's. Okay. What do I do? Well, I'll eat gluten-free. Like that is just mind blowing. Like nobody's like, okay, let me leave here and like go know exactly what to do. And it just took me so many years to figure that out. So my goal is to really, I've always wanted to help other women who get told that and have no idea what to do because it can be so easy to just give up and like, well, I'll just sit in these symptoms forever. Anyway, you can stay connected through Instagram or email if you want to find out when I do get that released. So yeah, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> well, okay. So before we go, tell everybody, because we've literally just barely scratched the surface. There's so much to this topic. You guys, it was like really hard to try to figure out how to condense this down. But seriously, Holly has so many resources. She's always posting new products she finds or things that she's doing around the house or with her kids. It's so fun to follow along. So we just tell everybody where they can connect with you and learn more and keep this conversation going. Yes. So my Instagram is at the natural nurse, but there is a period in there. So I'll have you put that somewhere. That <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll link it. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, that's pretty much where I show up the most. Um, it's just been such a fun little outlet that I started during quarantine. Like I was in nurse practitioner school and I just felt this call of like, there's so many people coming in this office and then they leave not knowing what to do, how to change their lifestyle through diet. And I told my husband, I was like, I think I just need to start an Instagram and share with people. Like maybe somebody will find me. And it just turned into this really sweet 
like little outlet for me and I just love it. So I would love to connect there with you. Yes. Okay, guys, go follow Holly. Seriously, I'm not just saying this, but she is one of the best people I know. And she's just so fun to follow, like so easy to follow. Like you're just very honest and transparent about your journey. And that's what I love about this because it's not about like, here's everything you need to do to be perfect and to live totally clean. It's like, here's what I'm learning along the way. And if it helps you, here you go, you know? So thank you so much, Holly. I really appreciate you. And I just, I love you. And I'm so grateful that you're willing to share your story and just for everything you do that you're helping other women and teaching them how to heal, not only physically, but like in their heart and in their mind as well. So thank you so much for being here with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I was honored to be here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember I am cheering you on.